What up? We are back again today. Back in the studio. It is a Sunday, of course, as always, rocking with you. This is your host, Tyler, and this is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be with you guys today. To be honest, uh, a lot of things happened yesterday. I've given my time myself mm, 24 hours or so to really digest what is going on. And, uh, man, I'm excited to get into the games and had some late breaking news. I really don't know what to think about it in regards to the University of Michigan. And, uh, I don't know if we, if this is the, uh, if this is the appropriate forum for it. We might wait until the, uh, Thursday show for you guys. But here we go. We are going to jump into it. Everything that happened over the weekend with the Big Ten. Now, I feel like this week, I really don't know how to sum up this week. As I was looking back at the scores, um, I, I even went back and watched, rewatched a couple of games, the Ohio State-Penn State game, uh, rewatched the Wisconsin-Illinois game today, uh, kind of did a deep dive also on the Minnesota-Iowa game. Uh, I was able to watch the other three games as well. So as I was watching, man, I just I love the Big Ten. I guess that's first and foremost was my first and foremost thought. That was actually what I wrote on top of my notes was I love the Big Ten. But as I look across the the landscape right now, it's it's we have quite a bit of parity um, on one side, and the other side seems to be more of a hierarchy. And as I'm looking at this, uh, there's been a shift, obviously, uh, you know, in 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 the Big Ten East with with Michigan the last few years, you know, being the uh, the champion coming out of that side. And I said, right now, this is the side, this is the year that Penn State is going to be second, right? Michigan had battled. Michigan and Penn State had been up there. Ohio State, right? You know, with the national championships and everything and the, and the appearances and stuff like that. I was like, I really want to wait and I really want to see what's going on with, uh, with Michigan. They're going to be tested, rivalry, right? And we're going to see what Ohio State and Penn State's like. And we're going to see how this this hierarchy kind of lays itself out. Now, I said Rutgers was going to be there, uh, right? I didn't think they were going to be this good. Uh, we said six and six. Six and two was, was beyond me. I, you know, I, I thought they'd get it, but thought it'd be towards the end of the season off of a crazy upset. You know, most of my, my algorithms and stuff, five and seven. But I thought this was a year Penn State was going to kind of, um, Put the balance of power and and in, into their favor. Now I know they went on the they went on the road. They played at the shoe. That's a tough that's a tough task. I mean we're we're not I'm not doubting what Penn State was able to accomplish or not accomplish, right? Um, but it was just it seemed like a really disjointed game uh, from the Nittany Lions. I thought this was like I said this was the year that they were going to do it. Um, you know, settling for for field goals at times. I felt like they were. Um, I felt like at times the the creativity didn't shine through the 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 TV screen as much as what it has in the past. And so I was kind of bummed, not going to lie, watching Penn State take on Ohio State. I thought Ohio State's what. What's really become apparent to me is Ohio State's played well enough to win the games. I'm yet to be overly impressed with with any one win of Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I mean they should thump Purdue. Maryland was they waited to the fourth quarter. Notre Dame had ten men on the field. Western Kentucky you should have thumped. Same thing with Youngstown State and Indiana. And Indiana didn't look really great, but it seems like Ohio State's doing enough to win. Uh, I would say that that's kind of their their word so far this 
year is how would you, if someone came up and asked, how would you do it? Penn State, they're probably, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. They're probably going to win out. Um, besides the machine game, they're going to go 10 and 2, um, looking at a fairly good bowl game. And I feel like the word for, for Penn State would be, you know, leftovers. I feel like they've left a lot out on the field. And it's in specifically to this, this Ohio State game. I, I thought they, were, they had ample time to win, had ample chances, and they just didn't get it done. Now, again, it's hard. You're on the road against Ohio State. You know when was the last time you beat them, and and a lot of, a lot of factors go go into this game beyond just you know twelve to twenty final score. But I was I'm not gonna lie, I was a little let down. Um, I really thought Penn State was going to do it. I had marked it at the beginning of the year as a you know a big play game. I I had a feeling Ohio State was going to figure it out just because they have for so long been able to figure out Penn State. But uh, ultimately, like I said, I just kind of feel those were – I'm trying to write down words to describe. We talked about at the very beginning of the year. Hey, we've got to find what their identity is. We're going to kind of follow these, these macro um, themes throughout the year. And like I said, uh, for the – for the Buckeyes, I feel like it's been enough. For the Nittany Lions, I feel like so far there's been leftovers. They've they've left stuff out there. Um, they've looked good every game that they've played uh, outside of this game. And but this was the game that they needed to have. This was the big one. You beat Ohio State. You then beat Indiana, Maryland. You're going undefeated into and at home against Michigan. Yeah, doesn't mean that that game's not going to mean something. Doesn't mean that they still can't win that game. I think that Michigan is better than Michigan, or that that Michigan is better than Ohio State right now at this moment. Uh, but really, realistically, just just looking at it, I, I don't know. Uh, I think they're going to go ten and two. I think they're going to be third, and I think it's going to get a lot harder next year when when you're adding in when we're adding in more um, teams to to the conference. Uh, elsewhere, like I said, Rutgers does move to bowl eligibility. They beat Indiana thirty one to fourteen. Man, did we did we did we call that uh, halfway through the game? I was like, I really hope that Rutgers is able to cover this number. They end up doing it. Uh, Rutgers is looking better and better. Uh, like I said, Shiano coming back. There were a lot of questions. You know, Rutgers has been fairly irrelevant since joining the the Big Ten. I hate to use that word, but really, when was the last time that anyone's discussed Rutgers uh, outside of us? I mean, we're, we're locking it down. We said they were going to go to a bowl game at the beginning of the year, uh, and they did, and and they're going to. They're six and two, at least bowl eligible, right? Uh, now, looking at the remainder of the schedule for the Scarlet Knights, you've got Ohio State at Iowa at Penn State, home against Maryland. Like I said, if you're if you're Rutgers, you're hoping that you can you can sneak one of those games. Uh, I don't think you're going to beat uh, Penn State, and I don't think you're going to beat Ohio State. Maybe you do, uh, coming off of a bye. Uh, you know, maybe you you sneak one, uh, sneak one past him. Shiano is 17 and 13 off of a bye, uh, and that's all time. And I mean, he's only been a college coach um, at Rutgers, so that is uh, all time 17 and 13. Maybe he gets his team ready to go, and they can upset Ohio State. But like I said, I think if you're a Rutgers fan, you're looking at it, you're like, hey, we we, we need to pull one upset. Let's get to seven and five. It's really secure a bowl bid and let's go secure you know a gator bowl or 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 an outback bowl or whatever right like there's a lot of different bowls out there that you can secure heck even the bahamas bowl man wouldn't that be nice in in you know uh end of december first of january going to the bahamas if you're if you're in (laughs) new brunswick new jersey right if you're uh in new jersey can get kind of cold that time of the year there so 
Um, congratulations to the Scarlet Knights. Uh, we called at the beginning of the year. We thought that this was going to be a very successful season. They've continued to prove that. They've had a lot of starters. They've, they've got uh, a role in there. And their only losses have been to Michigan and to uh, Wisconsin and really played uh, Wisconsin pretty close. So, yeah, I think that this team is more than capable to sneak a win uh, and move to 7-5. and five. It was something that I didn't see. I said they were going to be 5-7 and seven to 6-6 six and six to sneak a, 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 you know, a win. We said that they were going to go to a bowl game. They would get upset uh and i think they will in the final four games but well we'll we'll see uh as far as the indiana aspect uh, the hoosiers um a lot of people are talking about tom allen what are you going to do with him people are talking about what you're going to do if if you were to you know what his job was if he's going to get fired and stuff like that again i don't know hoosier fans what what you want to do what your solution is uh i don't know he had a great year in in 2019. He had a great year in 2020. You can say that was because you know he did have Michael Penix, right? Uh, who is Heisman front runner right now. Everyone's talking about him, uh, and he really did make a difference those years. And one of them was a shortened year, right? With with 2020, but realistically, he had two really good years. He was building. He's had a couple of bad seasons since then, 21-22, and now this year. Uh, I don't know if I really see another win on the schedule for the Hoosiers. Uh, I, I just don't think that they're good enough to go up against Penn State, Wisconsin. Uh, you do have Illinois, Michigan State, and uh, Purdue, which realistically you could win. I, I think that there is at least maybe a win in there. I don't see it, uh, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna count it out. Definitely gonna be following this Indiana. Uh, it is tough at, at a kind of a, a quote unquote mid-major. Some people say that's a bad word in, in college basketball, but it kind of a mid-major, right? You're, you're, you're there. You're in the big conference. You're, you know, you're relevant in the fact that, hey, um, you know, I can, I, I'm here or I can be seen. I'm good. But uh, just not really putting together on the football front in the last couple of years. And I don't know if there's an answer. I've watched a lot of Hoosier football. I, I don't know. Because recruiting, it's you're getting players that are either transfers from big schools that just didn't work out. And I think there's a reason that they're not working out to uh, honestly just three two-star players, right? And I just don't think they're going to be able to go up against the likes of uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, and continuously pump out those those wins and stuff like that. But we'll see. Uh, tough tough outing for the, the Hoosiers, uh, allowing 31 points um, at home uh, to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. We're going to kind of jump over the Wisconsin-Illinois game. We're going to save that game for last. Uh, Minnesota-Iowa, uh, a slugfest. I mean, let's just be honest. It was uh, not one that you would, you're really, were ever really going to remember, right? 12-10. to 10. But look, you want to know what's important, and I'm not going to downplay this. I believe this was the first win uh, Minnesota or P.J. Fleck has had over Iowa. Uh, it, it definitely... Uh, it's the first win in a long time, right? I mean, PJ Flex's been here for seven years. They they did it. They got the what is it? The pig, the bronze pig, or whatever. Uh, they were able to win the trophy. That is super super big. Coming off of a buy, uh, Fleck is really good off of a buy. And I should have, I really should have seen that. I just have downplayed this Golden Gopher team. I think they took the bye week to get healthy to to take care of themselves. They were able to really scout this Iowa team and. To be honest, it, it renewed my faith in the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They're up against Michigan State next, followed by Illinois and Purdue. So they have three very realistic, winnable games coming up. Uh, that would put them to what um, you know, seven and three. Then you're looking at Ohio State, Wisconsin, uh, seven and five, eight and four could be on the table if just depending on 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 how the chips fall. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know. 
six and six was where I was at uh, with this team. They have. Uh, I don't know. I think that they definitely can can get pick up a couple of wins on that on that same side. Uh, they could definitely drop a couple of these games. You're looking at if you're looking at the standings, just so you guys know, we're all pretty much dead even. Uh, Wisconsin three and one, Iowa three and two, Minnesota two and two, Nebraska two and two, and then what? Northwestern one and three. Uh, but you're looking at it, you're like, okay. Does Wisconsin lose one more? That last game of the year is it down to Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, with with Iowa, you know, kind of outside looking in. I don't know how all of the tiebreakers would work out. Even Nebraska's kind of there hanging around now. Minnesota does have the the head to head, which they won. So uh, really interesting as you look into the standings of who's going to be representing this side. Uh, especially we're going to get to the Illinois uh, Wisconsin game, which was an amazing game this year or this week. But uh, looking at it, it's it Minnesota's in the conversation, just like we were last year. Uh, this year, uh, Nebraska I kind of think is the outside looking in, kind of like where Illinois was at. Uh, but realistically, we'll, we'll see how the chips fall. But that was a big win, big time win. Iowa. Um, I know that you've, you've had injuries at quarterback and, and stuff like that, but this offense just, I, I don't know what it is, but this offense just can't be sustainable in the year uh, 2023. It's, it's boring. It's really, really hard to watch. Love the defense, but I could honestly, I, I switch out to the four screen panel when they're on because it's just like run right, run left, out to the tight end. It's like, it seems very predictable. I think if fans, a lot of people on Twitter and, and uh, you know, in the community and stuff like that are talking about how uh, predictable this, this, this offense is and and, and really, it is. I, I hate to hate to say that, but it seems very, very, uh, fairly easy to, to predict. And if fans are able to see this, and I, I saw one user saying that, you know, of course he was saying he could call a good game uh, against it, and he, you know, he's probably playing Madden or bootleg 2014 NCAA, right? <laughs> Whatever it was. Uh, but but realistically, it, it's it's not fun to watch. It it's tough to watch, uh, especially only one time. One time you had one kind of big game. You did score 26 against uh, Michigan State, which is good. Mich- Western Michigan, obviously, 41. But yeah, you've only broken past 26 uh, one time, right? Uh, and it's just been it's been ugly, um, the offense. But for the most part, they only have two two losses. Uh, they have Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska, all winnable games. They could easily be 10-2 at the end of the year going to play in the Big Ten title game. So who's to say? Maybe, you know, the, the, the there's madness behind that method, right? Next game up, we got Nebraska taking on Northwestern. Uh, Nebraska did win. Uh, Northwestern just couldn't get anything going on the offensive side. Similar to Iowa, it seemed fairly repetitive, fairly uh, predictable. Uh, Nebraska did a good job. I do not think this Nebraska team is very good. Um, I've said it multiple times. I do not think this team is is needs to, to even be considered i didn't even think they'd be considered for a bowl game right now they're sitting at uh four and three looking at the barrel of purdue michigan state maryland wisconsin and iowa now maryland wisconsin iowa that's tough can you beat a michigan state can you beat a purdue this team you want to know what would be amazing if they do um for the most part uh you know they've this 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 program's been 
on the outside for so long, since 2016, no bowl games. We're seeing zero, nada, since 2016. To put that in context, I had just barely graduated high school in 2016. I am now married with a family, graduated with from college. That's how long of a time that's been since they've been uh, from uh, back to a bowl game. So anything to get to 6-6, to six and six, that would be phenomenal. I'm excited for the Cornhuskers. They were able to beat Northwestern. Uh, yes, it was at home. Uh we did predict Northwestern to win. Uh, I thought it would be. I thought that Northwestern would would do better coming off of a bye. They weren't. They didn't. It's okay. Uh, but Nebraska did. Congratulations to them again. Matt Rule. You just gotta get. You gotta get some kind of momentum going. You can't year after year say that this is our year and then fall short. And I think he did that. I, I really do. I think there's some momentum right now with the program. If you get to six and six or seven and five. Right. Uh, and you can say, Hey, look, you know, these weren't my kids. This is my first year. Right. We remember the debacle that was Scott Frost. Uh, these are, these are my kids and, and I want you. He's sitting down with parents, uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles. I want your kid to come here because we're going to be building something. We're bringing Nebraska back. I think it's great. And then with the addition of, of the new, um, you know, the, the former Pac-12 people coming over to the Big Ten, I think that this makes it a, a really interesting proposition. You don't want to get lost in the shuffle. You don't want to be on the on the sense relegated in the Big Ten. I think that the Cornhuskers are, have, have uh, every capability of, of getting to a bowl game this year. All right, finally, uh, just a couple games left. Michigan, Michigan State. Sparty's bad. Let's just call it how it is. Um, despite the everything surrounding that program uh, with the coach and stuff like that, despite everything, uh, and and I know Michigan is quote was uh, embroiled in, in a little bit of scandalous affairs this weekend, and I have some ideas um, that, like I said, that I want to share. Got to just digest it a little bit more on 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 our next show uh, about Michigan. But Michigan State is just bad. This is a bad football team. Uh, we didn't we at the beginning of the year, I believe we said four and eight for them. Uh, so this was fairly predictable. Uh, yeah, four and eight. Just looking back at my notes, I don't even know if they can get four. Um, right now, I, I did say uh, I've actually predicted their entire schedule right. Two wins at the beginning, followed by you know these these losses, these um, what four or five straight losses, right? Um, I did say that they would beat Nebraska at home and they would beat Indiana, uh, which would be the remaining two games. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, there was no juice. There was no spice. Michigan just took it to them. Uh, for a rivalry game, uh, that was that was bad. That was embarrassing. If I'm Sparty, I am. I don't think the measure of success right now is Michigan. The measure of success right now should be Rutgers. And uh, you lost to them. So what's the next kind of uh, middle level that you can get? I guess would be Indiana, would be Minnesota, would be Nebraska. We'll see how the next couple of games go. I'm not going to be betting for this team. I'm going to be betting against this team to lose. I don't think this is a very good team. I don't think it was built correctly uh, for Mill Tucker being in his fourth year. And it's just, it's bad. This is bad. There's, there's nothing that I can say for Sparty besides that it's bad. It looks disjointed, and maybe once when they get a new head coach and they kind of get it back into the program, he can kind of consolidate it and at least get back to full relevance. But right now, they're just bad. Michigan looked great. Michigan looked buttoned up. They they were ready to come out. They came out. They swung. They they did what they were supposed to. Michigan looked good, uh, especially against, uh, like I said, this could be a, a quote-unquote trap spot going up against your rival uh, on the road. Yeah, that's that's tough, Like regardless of, of a good team, bad team. That's tough. Your rivals always want to play you tough. Uh, 
but that was that was sad. It was just sad. I thought Michigan State would at least come out with a little bit more. They didn't, and uh, moving on. Uh, really, they're going to be kind of fading into the background. I don't know if we're really going to talk about Sparty much. I thought that was this was the game to kind of get me more excited in the Spartans uh, and what they had they had left, right? They get some juice uh, into the program, but there's nothing. They're bad, um, and I don't think they're going to be going to a bowl game. Obviously, that could change. We'll see what happens next week against Minnesota. Finally, Wisconsin taking on Illinois. Uh, at the beginning of the game, I was like, yeah, Wisconsin's going to do their thing. And about halfway through, I was I was pooping myself. I was like, oh my gosh, Wisconsin might lose. I said, and I even said on the podcast on Thursday, uh, you know, I, I had at the beginning, I said they were going to lose. But you know what? After watching this Wisconsin team, after the Illinois win over, uh, the big win over Maryland, I just didn't think that they were going to come out and, and look quite right. No, they came out and, and looked amazing. Good for Illinois. That was a lot of fun to watch. They just couldn't hold on. Uh, I really don't know what to think for this Illinois team right now. They're three and five. Like I said, they're staring down. They do have a bye week. They are taking on Minnesota, Indiana, Northwestern. Are there three in Iowa? Are there three wins in there? I think there is, uh, especially with Bielema uh, as the coach. This team looks young. Uh, I, I think that's the best. Like I said, I'm trying to find words and trying to find m- macro uh, themes. Illinois looks young. Illinois looks very, very young. And, and it's apparent young teams typically can't hold on to leads. They get up, they, they get filling themselves, the crowd's behind them. And then once when a couple of things don't go their way, whether it be a call, whether it be, you know, a long drive and you're tired and then a three and out, there's no, there was no rallying cry. There was no, uh, you know, veteran presence that was able to say, no, lock in here. We need to, you know, make this drive. This will push it out of, uh, out of contention. They didn't do that. Wisconsin slowly chipped away. Wisconsin ends up coming back. Congratulations to them. We'll get to them in a second. But Illinois coming off of a bye. I think that we're going to see, like I said, I think we're going to see a totally different Illinois team. I think they're going to come out. They're going to look crisp. I think they're going to beat Minnesota. I think right now as we're sitting right here on November 4th, Illinois is going to beat, uh, beat them. However, that could obviously change uh, depending on what happens with Minnesota next week. I want to see it. But I think they're going to get right over the bye week. I think they're looking at um, th- there's nothing left to play for, right? You have Iowa. That's it. Go out. Just ball. Take the pressure off these kids. Like I said, this is this is be the first time that they get a back-to-back uh Back-to-back bowl appearances in over a decade. That is the 2010-2011 season, which was the the back-to-back. Uh, they went in 2014, went in 2019, went last year. This will be the first back-to-back. So, again, they're fighting against precedent. They're fighting with Illinois that just hasn't been able to do it. Obviously, Bielema has been able to do it, but Illinois hasn't. And it, it takes a lot to turn a program around. He's only in his third year. He looked good the first year, looked amazing last year. He's got to continue to build this. This is where... The the, the, the youth and stuff like that, this team has to be walked through it. I think that they're going to get there. I really do. I, right now, after after the Maryland or after the uh, Nebraska game, I didn't think Illinois was going to get there. I'm like four and eight, best case scenario. I think after watching them, they can get to six and six. Uh, it's going to be an uphill grind, but I think that this this buy is coming at the perfect time of the year. And uh, I like Illinois. They looked good. It just couldn't finish it off. Uh, and then for. Uh, for Wisconsin, I guess one of the words, just they're learning. Uh, they're learning fickle. Fickle's learning the, these kids. Uh, 
they've been able to putting together a, a comeback like that of course is is very very difficult we're, we're not going to take anything away from that right that was that was difficult that was something that typically doesn't happen they did it they looked good they got the win they, they took care of business right you're sitting right now at five and two you're looking at ohio state next week maybe it was a little bit of a look ahead do i think fickle can do it the badgers defense most certainly can can slow this ohio state team down don't think they're going to beat him but Yes, they most certainly can slow him down. So maybe it was a little bit of a look-ahead game. But really, I just feel like this the, the players are learning him. He's learning the players. Every week, something else changes for the better for Wisconsin, despite the loss against Iowa. That's a tough one. You're um you know, that's just, that's tough. I think that's just a tough spot for, for Fickle uh, and company. But looking at the remaining of their schedule, despite Ohio State, you've got Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota, which are all towards below you, at least in the, in the standings. I think they can win all of them. I don't know if they're going to beat um, Ohio State. I, I really don't. Um, I think they're going to lose, and I think 9-3 and three is very achievable. And we said that they would be the representative. We said Michigan against Wisconsin in the, in the championship game. I'm going to continue to stick by that prediction. Really, really proud of the Badgers to come back. Shows grit. Shows that they can overcome. Uh, there's a lot of things to learn from it. Uh, I think this is, is all positive in the, in the Luke Fickle uh, Bowl, if you want to call it that. Uh, again, I've been a very, very big fan of him. Very, very outspoken with my support with him. This is just his uh, first year that, that he's here. First year right he coached in the bowl game i think that was yeah he coached in the bowl game uh he does know Ohio State. He was, I believe, Fickle was under Jim Trestle uh, when he was there. So obviously going to be fun uh, to see them battle it out. So this has been another, uh, you know, just a, another, I guess, Sunday recap, if we want to call it that. But uh, what a great week. We went 3-3 three and three on both the, our, our outright predictions and then also the spread. Uh, there were obviously some... some uh, surprises along the way, as the Big Ten tends to do, but we're continuing to be a net positive uh, on the predictions on both the outright picks and the spread. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another edition of the Big Ten Football Focus podcast presented by Woos Media. Thank you for uh, always listening, always supporting. Continue to, to tell your family, tell your friends about us, and until we see you guys on Thursday, have a great week.